quite a pleasure to be with you here today and uh, thankful for the opportunity to do so. And as we, as we do this in remembrance of the things of Christ, and what a joy it is to be able to remember such things. I appreciate the music and how beautiful it was, but the beauty of that and the, the beauty that comes from our Heavenly Father. And that as we uh, embrace the truth and love it, because the message this day is that we might love Jesus Christ for what he has done for us in the atonement and that our love might be rooted in the Father for all things he has done. And how wonderful and how beautiful the things are that he does. Aren't we lucky that Mark's not God? How bad would that be? We're so blessed. We have no say in it. That God is so gracious, so wonderful, and so loving. And as we come back together, I also want to acknowledge that there's a number of us here probably that are in pain. That are hurting. That we're here because we know we need to be. And I thank you for coming. Because as we get together in Christ, that's where the joy and the hope comes from. I was telling Paula this morning that uh, the last week and a half I've been working on sermon. And before that I've been working on classes. And there's a difference in the, the, the tact, the sharpness. Because I, I, there's a big difference between preparing classes, particularly Zoom classes, to preparing a sermon and I haven't been just backwards and forwards through the books my testimony to you today is that we need to be in that living word of Jesus Christ and we need to be in that word continually because I want to bring out some scriptures here he doesn't say to remember him on Tuesdays Sundays and Wednesday afternoons always we need to remember our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ always and he's not a He's not a God of uh, ineffectualism. He is incredibly effective and incredibly efficient. And when he asks us to remember, he's asking us not to just go, oh yeah, that's right. Hmm, what was I doing? No, no, no. Remember and what? Act. Be grateful. Be thankful. To, to embrace the truth and look upward that we might have that love and that joy and that hope to be with us. And so if you're sitting here this day and your soul is in pain, the remedy is there. If you're sitting here this day and you're content, the remedy is still there. And if you're sitting here today anything but sanctified, if you haven't uh, spoken with him this morning and his, his angels face to face, they're probably not quite there. The same message is there, that we might look upward, we might embrace the truth, that we might take the scriptures and read them for all that there's worth against the scriptures in prayer and fasting from a healthy mind and a healthy body that's well rested. You know, we are a spiritual creature that's living a physical experience. And unless the physical experience is full and whole, in spiritual things, it's never going to function. It's like taking your car, if you drive a truck that's diesel, ignore this, but it's like taking your car and putting diesel fuel in it. It's not going to work very well. I'd like you to think about remember, because we're doing this in remembrance, what these last seven days have been like, or really the last, what are we talking, seven, eight weeks? 
maybe more. How much have we remembered our Heavenly Father in those times? And then we wonder. You know, the uh, things have changed. Change is not necessarily a bad thing. Change has a process. Something has to happen. We have to unlock a process and we change. Well, in this case, things happen and we didn't get a whole lot of say and the process was jammed down our throat. Nevertheless, we're here. And then change occurs and if change is actually going to happen, then we have to change and embrace the new normal and lock it back in and call it normal. Anytime we have opportunity to be broken and remade in the image of Jesus Christ and his Father, that's a really good thing. This could be a, a sad day moving forwards or this can be a fantastic day moving forwards. It all depends on how we embrace that truth and love it. We're going to partake here in a few minutes. What are we going to do? Why are we doing it? It's a question we all need to answer, ask and answer, and be answered by the Holy Ghost. And it's the last thing to come and the first thing to go. That as we move forwards, that we might become a new woman or a new man or a new adolescent or a new child in the things of Jesus Christ, that we all become children before him. There's a couple of little ones over here with Natalie. No, they're precious. They're not conspiring usually. They're usually loving. They bring a joy to your face. What about Mark? How about the person you brush your teeth with? From Acts, there's a, there's a little encounter there where Philip went down in Acts 8 and 5 to 7. Philip went down into Samaria and he taught the things of Christ. And it says there that, uh, that those people gave great heed to the things which he spoke were the things of the, the Lord. And I'm not saying, hey, listen to me. I'm saying, listen to the word. Be in that. And it says, for many unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many, and there was great joy in that city. From Alma 19 to 74, it says, wickedness never was happiness. And from Isaiah 2 and 19, it says, if you have known of his goodness. And this is, you know, like you, we're all looking for a little treasure map when we were little, Right? This is, the, this is one of those maps, people, that will lead us there. There's three things here you can take away from the service today that you can use and implement in your life. And it's from, from Isaiah 2 and 19, and it says, If you have known of his goodness, and I'd like to say that the things of the Lord are instant. They're not historical. They're now. Have we known of his goodness this morning? Have we tasted of his love? And there's lots of degrees to that, isn't there? Have we tasted of his love? And have received a remission of your sins? And then there's the other side of it. It says, which causes such exceeding great joy in your soul. We 
wickedness never was happiness. But to know his goodness, to taste his love. I'm sure I hope that many of us, when we heard that we were going to have a service today and a sacrament service to boot, that we could taste it almost. How often do we taste the love of Christ like that and hunger and thirst for it? That it's the motivating thing in our life. For without that spiritual food, without that spiritual water, there's no life in us. And it very clearly said about this, that we might have that love abiding within us, that we might have that exceeding great joy. And we all know that sermons don't change people. It's how we live our life. The joy that's expressed within us. And I pray our homes might be full of joy, might be full of life, might be full of Christ, might be full of good habits and the things of him. Because there's nothing good anywhere else. From 2 Corinthians in, uh, 7 and 17, he says, Therefore, if any man live in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And I don't want to harrow anybody's soul, but I'm, I'm sure at some point we've had an, ex an experience where something has passed from us. Maybe a loved one, maybe something we really liked. It's very real and it's very permanent, isn't it? We need to break this repentance cycle where we just keep going round and round. The old man has to die, has to go, has to be buried. And we need to take on the things of Jesus Christ. And how? Know his goodness. Recognize it in our lives. Taste of his love. We can do that from the scriptures, but I can tell you by testimony, in sharing his word, but doing something for someone else who has a need is even greater that we might feel his love. And we will have a remission of our sins. Christ's ministry is so active that he had to actually physically do it. And we know this church has no purpose unless it be a missionary church. One of the problems we have here is we're quite content within these four walls. We need to go and we need to share this light of Christ and this, this happiness, this, this thing happens. The change that happens when we come back here to church, we're just here now, but when we get back into the habitual thing, is that we need to become the church of Christ, not a church of good people. And this church, we were here last night after the, the priesthood service and the gentlemen, we were up here and there was no one here. It wasn't really the church then, was it? It was the building of the church. Today it's the church. You know, remember things here, it's all the people, right? You are the church. And the spirituality and the functionality of South Chrysler is exactly equal to your spiritual level. Now, I want to let you on a secret. My spiritual level is not that fantastic. We all could probably use a little help. And if you're having struggle with that, there's a thing called the directory and there's priesthood in it. You can contact a friend. Don't try and do this alone if you've been trying to do it for years. 
let's come to this, that we can do this in remembrance always of those things you have us do, that this body might love and live and function in Christ, that we can go upwards and onwards. You know, there's a, a thing given out by the women's department a while ago. Paula told me it's on our fridge and I read it fairly regularly. I have no clue where it came from and she, has, she can remember everything but can't quite remember where it came from. But it talks about God's voice and Satan's voice. And I'm a bit of an engineer character and there's a thing called a root cause analysis. And you just keep going back until you find the real thing that caused the problem. Not that something fell off the, the machine, it's what caused it to fall off the machine and how do you truly fix it. And so if your spouse or someone that's a good friend to you did an analysis of the thoughts in your life this last week, how many came from what voice? And I want to just read the list and I added one to the bottom of it. And it says, God's voice calms where Satan's voice obsesses. Obsesses. God's voice comforts where Satan's voice worries. God's voice convicts where Satan's voice condemns. God's voice encourages where Satan's voice discourages. God's voice enlightens where God, Satan's voice confuses. Confuses. God's voice leads, Satan's voice pushes. God's voice reassures, Satan's voice frightens. God's voice stills, Satan's voice rushes. And I added, God's voice is in actualities. Where Satan's voice is in fantasies. And when I run down that list and I have a look, it's a real struggle, isn't it? We're feeding from multiple fountains. Can, there's a billboard we saw, saw in Australia. I'm pretty sure it was in Australia. It says, try and unsee this. That was always written on the billboard. And it was an advertising company. How much trash, how much dross do we take into our life every day that we know is not good? And then wonder, why the porridge tastes horrible. May we look upwards. May we embrace the truth, the things of Christ. I do want to share a little bit here from the Doctrine and Covenants in 32 and 2F and through a little bit here. And it gives us another pattern to help us because I like tools I really dislike coming to church and it's a great sermon I go home or I get in the car and go what do I do with that so from 32 2F it says repent ye repent ye and prepare ye the way to the Lord and it's not like someone saying prepare the way here comes the king get out of the way no 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 what is it in your life because he doesn't remember Satan pushes What is it to prepare the way of the Lord in your home? I can tell you, start. Just go and unplug every electronic thing that makes a noise in your house. And never plug it in again, unless it's the weather radio. 
prepare ye the way of the Lord and make his path straight. Brothers and sisters, a lot of the paths we have convoluted in our own minds, the scriptures will set those paths straight. And he says, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Do we realize that? It says very clearly that we are able to partake of the, the fullness of this thing that right now, we haven't got to wait to celestial glory. In fact, I think it's the other way around. That the kingdom is at hand and it's at hand for you as it is much for me. Then he says from 2G, he says, Yea, repent and be baptized every one of you for the remission of your sins. And we need to take the Holy Ghost to be our guide. Remember I said it's the most easily offended thing I know. And it says, Yea, be baptized even by water, and then cometh the baptism of the fire and the Holy Ghost. Behold, verily, verily, I say unto you, this is my gospel. And remember that they shall have faith in me, they that shall have faith in me, or they can no wise be saved. And upon this rock, or upon this principle, I will build my church. He'll build you and me. His doctrine's sound and it's sure it's been given. Brothers and sisters, there's no grey in this. We're either Christ's or we're Mark's or we're Satan's. Or a combination somewhat there of the other two. But the deal is, is we're either Christ's or we're not. As we partake, I trust we've repented. But that's not what this service is about is about remembering always and doing, being the church, being the witnesses of Jesus Christ in all places at all times. As Peter said, ready to give answer for the hope and the joy that's within us. As these emblems are prepared, as we partake, as we do this, pray that the good Lord would bring to your minds the things that you would have to do. And if he gives you two things, they were probably one too many. He doesn't give what we can't take. There may well just be one little thing. Go and do that. One of the keys is when we stop hearing the Lord's voice, go back to the last time we heard it. And did we fulfill what he told us to do? And when we do that, he may start to talk to us again. Because he's talking, I'm not hearing. I stepped out of his hearing. Brothers and sisters, this is a tactile thing. Just like was being mentioned, there's death and life in this. There's judgment. There's love. There's joy. There's hope. There's the gospel. There's the kingdom. There's no greater joy for man than knowing Christ in the way we know him. And the choice is not a new thing. Joshua said, back in the doctrine, in the... Uh, the, the Ten Commandments, keep the Sabbath day, serve me. The things we do is who we are. May the good Lord add wings to the things of your life that we can fly in him and be his sons and daughters. I thank you for being here this day.